Second Nephi chapter 31. And now I, Nephi, make an end of my prophesying unto you, my beloved brethren, and I cannot write but a few things, which I know must surely come to pass. Neither can I write but a few of the words of my brother Jacob, wherefore the things which I have written sufficeth me, save it be a few words which I must speak concerning the doctrine of Christ, wherefore I shall speak unto you plainly, according to the plainness of my prophesying. For my soul delighteth in plainness, for after this manner doth the Lord God work among the children of men. For the Lord God giveth light unto the understanding, for he speaketh unto men according to their language, unto their understanding. Nephi says he has described the prophecies concerning the future, but now he wants to close by talking about the Savior. He says he wants to speak plainly, the way God would have him speak. For the Lord speaks to each nation according to their own language and according to their capacity to understand. Wherefore I would that ye should remember that I have spoken unto you concerning that prophet which the Lord showed unto me, that should baptize the Lamb of God, which should take away the sins of the world. And now, if the Lamb of God, he being holy, should have need to be baptized by water, to fulfill all righteousness, oh, then how much more need have we, being unholy, to be baptized, yea, even by water. Nephi makes a strong point of baptism. He reminds us he was shown the baptism of Jesus. He says that if Jesus needed to be baptized to fulfill all righteousness, even though he never sinned, surely we need to be baptized who have sinned. And now, I would ask of you, my beloved brethren, wherein the Lamb of God did fulfill all righteousness in being baptized by water. Know ye not that he was holy? But notwithstanding he being holy, he showeth unto the children of men that, according to the flesh, he humbleth himself before the Father, and witnesseth unto the Father that he would be obedient unto him in keeping his commandments. Wherefore, after he was baptized with water, the Holy Ghost descended upon him in the form of a dove. And again, it showeth unto the children of men the straightness of the path and the narrowness of the gate by which they should enter, he having set the example before them. Continuing the same line of argument, Nephi emphasizes that Jesus was not only baptized, but the ordinance was confirmed by the Holy Ghost, lighting upon him in the form of a dove. Nephi says the obedience of Jesus Christ in being baptized demonstrates the strictness by which the ordinances of the gospel must be obeyed. And he said unto the children of men, Follow thou me. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, can we follow Jesus, save we shall be willing to keep the commandments of the Father? And the Father said, Repent ye, repent ye and be baptized in the name of my beloved Son. And also the voice of the Son came unto me, saying, He that is baptized in my name, to him will the Father give the Holy Ghost 
like unto me. Wherefore follow me, and do the things which ye have seen me do. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, I know that if he shall follow the Son with full purpose of heart, acting no hypocrisy and no deception before God, but with real intent, repenting of your sins, witnessing unto the Father that ye are willing to take upon you the name of Christ by baptism, yea, by following your Lord and your Savior down into the water according to his word, behold, then shall ye receive the Holy Ghost, yea, then cometh the baptism of fire and of the Holy Ghost, and then can ye speak with the tongue of angels, and shout praises unto the Holy One of Israel. Nephi said the voice of the Lord came to him, promising that all who repent in all sincerity and who are baptized will receive the Holy Ghost. Nephi emphasizes the need to repent in a spirit of genuine honesty. Then a person can receive the Holy Ghost and speak with the tongue of angels. In other words, he will speak under inspiration as though he himself were an angel of God. But behold, my beloved brethren, thus came the voice of the Son unto me, saying, After ye have repented of your sins, and witnessed unto the Father that ye are willing to keep my commandments by the baptism of water, and have received the baptism of fire and of the Holy Ghost, and can speak with a new tongue, yea, even with the tongue of angels, and after this should deny me, it would have been better for you that ye had not known me. However, anyone who had this powerful manifestation of the Holy Ghost and then denies the Savior, it would be better that he have never heard the gospel or even the power of the Savior through the Holy Ghost. This means that once we have gained a testimony of the gospel, there is a great responsibility to obey its principles, or we will be worse off than if we had never accepted the gospel. Of course, this individual could still repent before death overtook him, but if he dies in his sins, judgment will be immediately invoked. The sin of apostasy is even more serious where the Spirit has not only confirmed the truth of the gospel, but the veil has been sheared back so the power of God has been plainly manifest. For this person, there is a possibility of being declared a son of perdition, for which there can be no forgiveness. This extreme penalty is described in 2 Nephi chapter 1, verse 22, where Father Lehi feared that Laman and Lemuel would suffer this kind of punishment and not only lose their body and soul, but be cast into outer darkness as naked intelligences. And I heard a voice from the Father saying, Yea, the words of my beloved are true and faithful. He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. And now, my beloved brethren, I know by this that unless a man shall endure to the end, in following the example of the Son of the living God, he cannot be saved. Nephi had been pleading with those who heard the gospel in the latter days to repent, enter into the waters of baptism, and receive the Holy Ghost. But now he says that even that does not guarantee anybody complete salvation. 
he says he actually heard a voice from the Father saying that unless a person who has embraced the gospel actually endures to the end in faithful righteousness, he or she cannot be saved. Wherefore do the things which I have told you, I have seen that your Lord and your Redeemer should do. For for this cause have they been shown unto me, that ye might know the gate by which ye should enter. For the gate by which ye should enter is repentance and baptism by water. And then cometh a remission of your sins by fire and by the Holy Ghost. And then are ye in this straight and narrow path which leads to eternal life. Yea, ye have entered in by the gate. Ye have done according to the commandments of the Father and the Son, and ye have received the Holy Ghost, which witnesses of the Father and the Son unto the fulfilling of the promise which he hath made, that if ye entered in by the way ye should receive. Now Nephi goes back to the first principles. It is so important that each individual enter in at the gate of baptism after having asked for a forgiveness of sins. And the next task is to stay on the straight and narrow path as a true follower of Christ. Having received the Holy Ghost, it will warn a person if he or she is straying from the narrow path. With this divine guidance, every convert to the church should reach the celestial kingdom of the Father. And now, my beloved brethren, after ye have gotten into this straight and narrow path, I would ask, If all is done? Behold, I say unto you, Nay. For ye have not come thus far, save it were by the word of Christ, with unshaken faith in him, relying wholly upon the merits of him who is mighty to save. Wherefore, ye must press forward with a steadfastness in Christ, having a perfect brightness of hope and the love of God and of all men. Wherefore, if ye shall press forward, feasting upon the word of Christ, and endure to the end, behold, thus saith the Father, ye shall have eternal life. And now behold, my beloved brethren, this is the way. And there is none other way, nor name given under heaven, whereby man can be saved in the kingdom of God. And now behold, this is the doctrine of Christ, and the only and true doctrine of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, which is one God, without end. Amen. Nephi is so terribly anxious that people who have entered the straight and narrow pathway leading to the tree of life resist the temptation to think that just being on the pathway is sufficient. It is the way, but it is not the goal. All who enter the gate and ascend the straight and narrow path must continue feasting upon the words of Christ and the scriptures and constantly measure their daily conduct by their principles. Salvation cannot be attained in any other way. This is the only way to be saved. Second Nephi chapter 32 Nephi has seen in his vision that when the gospel is restored in the latter days, his own descendants and those who become converts will have certain questions and they will ponder them in their hearts. Therefore he says, and now behold, my beloved brethren, 
I suppose that ye ponder somewhat in your hearts concerning that which ye should do, after ye have entered in by the way. But behold, why do ye ponder these things in your hearts? Do ye not remember that I said unto you, that after ye had received the Holy Ghost, ye could speak with the tongue of angels? And now, how could ye speak with the tongue of angels, save it were by the Holy Ghost? Angels speak by the power of the Holy Ghost. Wherefore they speak the words of Christ. Wherefore I said unto you, Feast upon the words of Christ. For behold, the words of Christ will tell you all things what ye should do. Nephi wants the converts to the church in modern times to understand that once they get the Holy Ghost, it will teach them the things that they should do in order to endure to the end and receive the fruits of their salvation. But not everyone knows how to use the Holy Ghost, and so he says, Wherefore, now after I have spoken these words, if ye cannot understand them, it will be because ye ask not, neither do ye knock. Wherefore, ye are not brought into the light, but must perish in the dark. For behold, again I say unto you, that if ye will enter in by the way, and receive the Holy Ghost, it will show unto you all things what ye should do. Behold, this is the doctrine of Christ. And there will be no more doctrine given until after he shall manifest himself unto you in the flesh. And when he shall manifest himself unto you in the flesh, the things which he shall say unto you shall ye observe to do. While I was serving on my mission in England, Apostle Widsell said many members of the church have not developed their sense of spiritual curiosity. He says those people will not learn because they aren't asking questions. And if they aren't asking questions, they won't recognize some of the greatest answers to gospel questions, even when they hear them. Keeping this in mind, Nephi now addresses his own people who are living around 550 B.C. He knows they are being taught the principles of the gospel, but they are living under the law of Moses. Nephi warns his descendants who are alive when Jesus comes in the flesh that he will launch a new dispensation and many things will be completely different. Nephi knows circumcision will be abolished. The Christians will worship the first day of the week instead of the seventh day. All of the ceremonies, dietary laws, and rituals of the schoolmaster law will be abandoned. Amazingly, even blood sacrifices will be abolished. Only a broken heart and a contrite spirit will be required. But Nephi is not allowed to tell them all about these future changes when the fullness of the gospel is inaugurated. Therefore, Nephi says, And now I, Nephi, cannot say more. The Spirit stoppeth mine utterance, and I am left to mourn because of the unbelief and the wickedness and the ignorance and the stiff-neckedness of men. For they will not search knowledge, nor understand great knowledge when it is given unto them in plainness, even as plain as word can be. Here is a highly significant verse. There are two things in Nephi's vision he cannot tell. He cannot tell the people in advance of the changes that will come with Christ's ministry in the meridian of time. 
And secondly, he cannot tell them what will happen to the saints in the latter days when America is cleansed. This second secret is reserved for the Apostle John to disclose when he writes his prophetic record. You'll recall how this restriction was put on Nephi back in Nephi chapter 14, verses 25 to 27. One of the trials of life is to know a thrilling secret you can't tell anybody. So Nephi says, quote, I am left to mourn because of the unbelief of men, for they will not search knowledge, unquote. Or, as Elder Widsoe would say, quote, they lack spiritual curiosity. They are not asking questions, unquote. And now, my beloved brethren, I perceive that ye ponder still in your hearts, and it grieveth me that I must speak concerning this thing. For if ye would hearken unto the Spirit which teacheth a man to pray, ye would know that ye must pray. For the evil spirit teacheth not a man to pray, but teacheth him that he must not pray. But behold, I say unto you that ye must pray always, and not faint, that ye must not perform anything unto the Lord, save in the first place. Ye shall pray unto the Father in the name of Christ, that he will consecrate thy performance unto thee, that thy performance may be for the welfare of thy soul. Nephi now closes with a strong admonition. He says the members of the church must pray more. They need to seek knowledge from the Lord. They need to seek his guidance in everything they do. Furthermore, when a member of the church is given an assignment, he or she should first go to the Lord and consecrate the performance of that assignment to the Lord. I can personally testify that this instruction has its own rich reward. Never undertake to serve God in any capacity without first asking for his blessing. Second Nephi chapter 33. Nephi is now an old man, and this is the last chapter Nephi will write. In closing, there are several things he wants to say. And now I, Nephi, cannot write all the things which were taught among my people. Neither am I mighty in writing like unto speaking. For when a man speaketh by the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Ghost carrieth it unto the hearts of the children of men. Nephi says he never feels the written word has quite the impact of the spoken word, and therefore he feels inadequate in carving his thoughts on the gold plates. He says that when he speaks, the Spirit makes him eloquent, like the voice of an angel, and he testified to those who hear him that it is the truth. But behold, there are many that harden their hearts against the Holy Spirit, that it hath no place in them. Wherefore they cast many things away which are written, and esteem them as things of naught. But I, Nephi, have written what I have written, and I esteem it as of great worth, and especially unto my people. For I pray continually for them by day, and mine eyes water my pillow by night because of them. And I cry unto my God in faith, and I know that he will hear my cry. And I know that the Lord God will consecrate my prayers for the gain of my people. And the words which I have written in weakness will be made strong unto them, for it persuadeth them to do good. 
it maketh known unto them of their fathers, and it speaketh of Jesus, and persuadeth them to believe in him, and to endure to the end, which is life eternal. And it speaketh harshly against sin, according to the plainness of the truth. Wherefore no man will be angry at the words which I have written, save he shall be of the spirit of the devil. However, many who hear him speaking with the power of the Spirit resist it, and go away uninformed and uninspired. Meanwhile, he has done his best to write clearly and forcefully the things God has revealed to him. Furthermore, he prays from the depths of his soul that what he has written in weakness will be strong in the hearts of his people when they read these things. He says he knows he has written harshly against all kinds of sin, but no one will be offended by his words except those who possess the spirit of the devil. I glory in plainness. I glory in truth. I glory in my Jesus, for he hath redeemed my soul from hell. I have charity for my people, and great faith in Christ that I shall meet many souls spotless at his judgment seat. I have charity for the Jew, I say Jew, because I mean them from whence I came. I also have charity for the Gentiles. But behold, for none of these can I hope except they shall be reconciled unto Christ, and enter into the narrow gate, and walk in the straight path which leads to life, and continue in the path, until the end of the day of probation. Nephi says he has earnestly tried to speak with plainness. This is because he has a strong sense of charity for all mankind, for his own people, whom he will meet at the judgment seat of Christ, for the Jews and for the Gentiles. But there is no hope for any of these unless they humble themselves, repent, and follow the Savior into the waters of baptism. And now, my beloved brethren, and also Jew, and all ye ends of the earth, hearken unto these words, and believe in Christ. And if ye believe not in these words, believe in Christ. And if ye shall believe in Christ, ye will believe in these words, for they are the words of Christ. And he hath given them unto me, and they teach all men that they should do good. And if they are not the words of Christ, judge ye. For Christ will show unto you with power and great glory that they are his words at the last day. And you and I shall stand face to face before his bar. And ye shall know that I have been commanded of him to write these things, notwithstanding my weakness. And I pray the Father in the name of Christ, that many of us, if not all, may be saved in his kingdom at that great and last day. He urges the people to carefully consider the words he has written, because they were dictated to him by Jesus Christ. He therefore urges them to believe in Christ and believe in the words he has written even in his weakness. He prays that if not all can be saved, at least many will take his words at heart and embrace the salvation which Christ has provided for them. And now, my beloved brethren, all those who are of the house of Israel and all ye ends of the earth, I speak unto you as the voice of one crying from the dust. 
farewell until that great day shall come. And you that will not partake of the goodness of God, and respect the words of the Jews, and also my words, and the words which shall proceed forth out of the mouth of the Lamb of God, behold, I bid you an everlasting farewell, for these words shall condemn you at the last day. For what I seal on earth shall be brought against you at the judgment bar. For thus hath the Lord commanded me, and I must obey. Amen. Now you have heard Nephi's final testimony. It is his voice crying from the dust of the hill Cumorah. Those who listen to his words will be saved. And to those who reject his words, he says, Farewell, farewell, for the testimony of the Scriptures and the things God has commanded me to write will condemn you at the last judgment. And thus we come to the end of the second book of Nephi. If you liked this podcast and would like more materials by W. Cleon Skousen, you can find his other books and recordings at skousenlibrary.com or at your local LDS bookstore.